City of Heroes podcast, episode 24. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. episode of the CH Podcast. I'm Chooch. And I'm Viv. And this is our post-Balticon non-wrap-up because there's a lot of news. Dude, there's so much news. So this episode, we will not be discussing Balticon other than to say it was awesome. Dude. Dudes. Dudettes. <laughs> we met some people. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're we'll so excited. That. Other than to say, we did meet Fantastic Foe. Yes, we met Fantastic Foe, which was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. And we also met Scott Phillips, another gamer and Twitter buddy. Yes, Scott is made of awesome. But, but we're not going to talk about. But we're but yeah we're not <laughs> okay. We're focusing. We're focusing. Okay, yeah. Because this is going to take a while, guys. I have printed out. We've been putting off reading all the patch notes mm-hmm. that were on test because we wanted to see what came to live. Mm-hmm. Well, it's live now, baby. So I'm afraid this is going to be a bit long. <laughs> so, you know, pause so. when you need to for bio breaks. Do your BRBs. We'll be here waiting for you when you're refreshed and ready to listen again. Mm-hmm. Please bear with us. We don't plan on doing super long episodes a lot, but what are we going to do? Split this into two? Uh-uh. Nah. We're giving it all to you now. <laughs> and I also will warn you, the only other Balticon reference you're going to get right now is that our throats are a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah. So if we sound a little off, it's because we were just hooting and hollering for the last four <laughs> days <laughs> and not sleeping. You con-goers know how that is. So let's get down to it. Yes. First off, we have the announcement, which was on May 20th. Issue 12, Midnight Hour, is live and info links. On Tuesday, May 20th, we updated the live servers to include the 12th free expansion to come to City of Heroes and City of Villains. Issue 12, the Midnight Hour. And then they give a huge collection of links, and we will link to this on our Mm -hmm. show notes, as always. But the listing includes the Issue 12 feature overview, the Issue 12 patch notes, and then from the web, the Power Set Proliferation Backstory, the Improved Costume Creator, Midnight Squad Movie, Villain Epic Archetype Movie, the Developer Diary with Ken Morse, the Developer Diary with, you know, Hero One Joe Morrissey, <laughs> our friend, our BFF, right. <laughs> a Developer Diary with Melissa Warwich Bianco. And all of those are things, except for the one with Ken Morse, those are all things that we've already covered, and we're going to cover the mm-hmm. developer diary with Ken Morse here. Okay. So from the, those from the web are ones we've already covered. I'm not going to reread those except for the Ken Morse one. And then we have, which I'm not going to read because they're extensive and epic, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the player issue 12 guides that were written by mm. actual players. Very informative, very amazing information in there. 
We will post the links to those also. Zombie Man has an Issue 12 Highlights and Guide to I-12 Guides. Fuzzun Fuzun has a guide for Midnight Club and Cimarora Spoilers. Silver Spar has a guide to the Imperious Strike and Task Force. Anijo has a brief fact on I-12 UI chat improvements. And then we have Player Archetype Soldiers of Arachnos Guides. Well, there's several. One's written by Silver Spar, one's written by Game Boy 1, 2, oh, no. Four others are written by Game Boy 1, 2, 3, 4. That is a very dedicated mm-hmm. <laughs> player. So we're going to have all these links. So if you're interested, go and look at them. Check them out. There's good stuff there. So Chooch says that I've already read this breakdown, so I'm not going to go over it line by line. It's just basically the breakdown of the Issue 12 Midnight Hour, which of course includes the Midnight Squad, and you have Join the Midnight Squad from levels 10 to 50, New Zone Maps, levels 35 to 50 in Cimarora, and you can unlock the new armor costumes, which are Roman and Greek-inspired costume armor sets. Also, of course, the villain epic archetypes. Mm -hmm. The massive power set proliferation, the Mm -hmm. Hollows Zone gameplay makeover, and of course all the other major gameplay improvements, which all of that we're going to be breaking down pretty fiercely in the patch notes. Right. Now before we go into patch notes, I did want to make a note to you all of, in case you haven't been able to log on since it's gone live, the first thing you'll notice is that after you select a server, it's that your character display screen has changed, and it now shows how many days have elapsed since the characters were last logged in. You can also redeem free character slots gifted with I-12 or purchase new ones from this screen. Now, I say that even though there right now is an issue with the purchase Mm. of additional character slots, and I'll explain that later. But So it may not be working as you listen to this, but it is an improvement that they've made that they're working the bugs out on. Mm -hmm. These are all wonderful additions, but you do want to be careful with that purchase of slots because you don't want to redeem it or purchase on the wrong server from what you mean to do, because once you do that, it's locked. Mm. So be careful with that. Now for the patch notes. The Midnight Squad's story arcs for hero and villain. For generations, the Midnight Squad has dedicated their lives to protect the world from worldly and dimensional threats. Now they need the help of heroes of Paragon City and the villains of the Rogue Isles to finally rid the world of Ricti. Heroes and villains must cross through time and journey to an ancient land to find knowledge long forgotten and to battle ancient foes. The new zone is Cimarora, and it's a hub zone similar to Ouroboros with features such as a task force contact named Imperius who gives out the Times Arrow Task Force. Atmosphere spawns around the perimeter and out-of-the-way areas so that players are not attacked while interacting with the contacts. Functional contacts, a store, trainer, notoriety contacts for villains and heroes. Those are basically the ones that set your difficulty of settings, the levels, oh, okay. the field analysts, and the fate weavers, I think they're called villain side. Senator Aquila provides a simple introduction story arc, and Marcus Valerius gives out repeatable missions. The new Task Force Times Arrow is a co-op task force for levels 35 to 50. That's a pretty nice range. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Character origin missions for heroes and villains. Where did origins come from, how are they connected, and how long have they existed? Villain epic archetypes of the Arachnos Soldier or Arachnos Widow can be chosen now. The Hollows revamp. The Hollows has received a gameplay upgrade, including completely redesigning spawn encounters, ranging from city-sized spawns to hazard-sized spawns. Added Meg Mace and a new contact, who gives out repeatable missions. Added stores, one at either entrance, 
and a trainer named Foreshadow, added a mobile hospital, did a complete mission door revamp, so most missions should have the neighborhood-appropriate doors to match, and added some new villain groups for variety and flavor. Have you gone through the zone at all, Chooch, since Not they did the revamp? <laughs> I did go through with my level 50 healer, and I thought there would be a lot of people in there and working on levels and stuff like that and mm-hmm. checking out the new content. So I was doing one of the things that I normally do. First, I went and checked out the sewers and didn't find a sewer group to heal along behind. Mm-hmm. So I went to Hollows, and there weren't that many people there, but it may have just been the time of day. It was a weekday. It was kind of early-ish for yeah. maybe school to be out or something. There weren't that many people there, but I just was really enjoying seeing all the new spawns there. You know, mm-hmm. seeing the hydras and all that kind of stuff. It was cool. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. seeing just seeing new faces, even though they weren't nice faces. <laughs> just seeing them knocking about was pretty cool. So I can't wait till we have some time to go muck about in there, maybe hopefully this weekend. Yeah. And then we have loading screen tips. Loading screen tips will now appear on the loading screens for mission maps. There is an option to disable loading tips in the options window. Mm-hmm. And that's something cool to see. That's something that we see in Lord of the Rings Online, the little tips that maybe you mm-hmm. don't know along the way, which I think is great because I actually saw one that I didn't know about. I don't remember what it is now, but <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I need to remember that. And then I forgot it. But luckily, mm. they'll show it again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then power set proliferation, of course. While researching the energy strands that all superpowered beings tap into, Dr. Brainstorm caused a massive release of energy that imbalanced the energy grid surrounding the power's nexus. As a result, it appears that heroes and villains now have access to powers that previously were unavailable to them. And of course, we're, I'm going to read through these real quick. Of course, the blaster's new primary is psychic blast, new secondary is mental manipulation, for Brutes, the new primary is Battle Axe, and also War Mace, remember they got two. The new secondary is Super Reflexes. Controllers, new primary is Plant Control. The new secondary is Thermal Radiation, which is that one that gives significant buffs and heals. Pretty cool. The Corruptor, new primary is Electrical Blast. The new secondary is Storm Summoning. The new Defender primary is Cold Domination, and the new secondary is Ice Blast. The new Dominator... Primary is Earth Control. The new secondary is Electrical Assault. I'm sorry, Electricity Assault. The Mastermind new secondary is Storm Summoning. As we reported earlier, they don't get a new primary Mm because, you know, they're just masterminds. What else? What are you going to (laughs) do? The new Scrapper primary is Fiery Melee. The new secondary is Fiery Aura. New Stalker primary is Electric Melee. The new secondary is Electric Armor. And the new tanker primary is dark armor, and the new secondary is dark melee. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people running around making these new belts that seem to be just having a blast. Oh, yeah. So, want to play. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, optional character slots purchases. Players can now purchase optional character slots on each server with a one-time fee and not an addition to your monthly subscription fee. Players can have up to 36 slots per server. Purchases of a single character slot may be allocated to any single server of your choice, subject to the maximum server limit. Purchases of multiple slots may be allocated to any single server or split between multiple servers of your choice, subject again to the maximum server limit. For a limited time, all accounts that log into the live servers will receive two free character slots. This is for a limited time only. Really? Yeah. I I don't remember reading it like that before. 
we may need to reactivate our teens account mm -hmm. just for a little speck of a moment we should have done it during reactivation weekend which we weren't <laughs> home for fudge <laughs> yeah, that would have been good <laughs> that would have been smart yeah i guess now we get to pay 15 bucks to get that mm. or you can just not have extra character well, slots I know, because we'll probably never play it again <laughs> i know because we could you know it's what was the Spend price for the that? 15 bucks in the future to add a whole bunch of slots to one server you yeah, would like. That's true. I, and I don't think that it was even, it even is like a logical dollar amount exchange rate <laughs> on that. So we can just, you know, yeah. never mind that. For every 12 month cumulative period that an account has been subscribed, players will receive one free slot. Hello, another veteran reward me like. Yeah. Although we just hit the 24 month mark so we do have to wait another 12 months for another one. Oh wow but that's okay we're patient and for the user interface character slots in the character selection screen can now be reorganized by dragging and dropping what yes mm -hmm. you can drag and drop the character slots nice i was quite excited to see that <laughs> i can't explain why it was so important and exciting but it was for a while it's the order of your characters was totally random it seemed that they would have the oldest ones because it used to be the oldest ones were on top and, exactly and and sometimes they were out of order for me it tended to be a patch or a new issue thing mm -hmm. and i i mean that's when i noticed it i didn't write it down and say this patch happened and this happened but right and i don't remember if it was exclusively one or the other but that it was when they would do like a major change that it would do that and it would drive me crazy. There's a change in the matrix. And yeah, <laughs> do not want. But this is great because now you can sort them however you want. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And the sort order is stored in a file on the client, but only if, quote, remember, account name is checked on the login screen. Okay. So you have hmm. to do that to get that little fun thing. And you were working on something. I think you were working on your notes for the next um, feature for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I said, Chooch, look. And I started dragging it around. You were like, Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those small things that is really going to, I think, be cool. Mm -hmm. Also added the hide, delete recipe prompt option to the options window. Added the option to display a rating from a player note above the player's head in the option window. Note all ratings or notes you create about other players are only viewable by the writer. Others do not see them. Now, the same time that you, and I'm just adding this in, at the same time that you do that, you that is where you see their global name. Mm. You have, if you've never clicked on this before, then it says add note when you, you know, right click on, on someone. If you have added a note before, then it just says edit note. Okay. So it's add note if you've never done it before, edit note if you have. Okay. And it sh that this is where that whole little thing that I was worried about sh it, it, that displays your global name is. And from everything that I'm seeing and being told, there's no way to shut that off at this point. So, And I understand why they have it. It's something to also help you if, if there's somebody that harasses you in-game, then you have their global. You can make a note on that. You can know if you're being you know singled out by somebody and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. It, ha it helps to track the spam and all that stuff, too, apparently. Added option to disable loading tips in the options window. The mouse scroll wheel will now affect scroll bars when the mouse is over a scrollable area. This can be disabled in the options window. Mm -hmm. Mission headers now show the level 
of the mission. Very nice. No more wondering, is this a stale mission? Did I get this at level 15 and now I'm level 40? Mm. That's pretty cool. That's going to be a real good time saver, I think. Oh, yeah. Auction house inventory now shows count of slots used and slots total. Kicking a member from supergroup or removing a global friend via button click will present a confirmation dialogue. Disable camera shake option has been added and is found in the options window. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a camera shake is either, unless it's the... Uh, somebody does an earth trembling power. Hmm. Let us know if you know, because, yeah. We'll try and figure it out before the next step, but if we don't and you know, <laughs> let us know. Contact list improvements. Contacts can now be sorted by the contact's name, name of the zone, and contact relationship. All contacts that are active will appear in the, quote, active tab. There's been a broker tab added for villains and a detective tab added for heroes to the contact user interface. When sorting contacts by zone, contacts in the current zone will always appear at the top. And in all sorts, contacts with missions you are currently on will always appear at the top. Cool. A rare bug has been fixed that could cause the main health bar window to vanish. And a couple small additions to help improve performance for dial-up users. An added option to disable combat numbers on power buff icons and added an option to disable sending buff information altogether. Hmm. Cool. Nice of them to still be thinking of the dial-up players. Mm-hmm. For email, there's an added spam button to the email window. It will ignore the sender as a spammer and delete the email. For power trays, as we reported before, eight additional power trays have been added, which can be accessed by clicking the plus sign on the upper right of the power tray interface or via the commands slash show space tray one, slash show space tray two, etc. <laughs> These trays have no jelly to click on, but can be dragged about by clicking on non-occupied slots or dead space. I think I like that. No jelly. No jelly to click on. That's, that's like, that'd be a really cool rap song. She's got no jelly to click on. <laughs> Come on, baby. You know it would be. Word. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No jelly to click on. I like that. I may have to like make a character named that or something. And this seems a little unkind to be phrased this way, but it says mm -hmm. these trays are deformable. <laughs> <laughs> so you can deform the trays. That just basically means that instead of them being one straight line across or one straight line up, you can do like three by three. You can do mm -hmm. the scrolling up the side of the it's just a lot of options. Get in there and play with that and you'll see what that means. Also added command slash clear underscore tray, which will remove all non-macros from all power trays. Non-macros. Yeah. For the player notes, you may now rate players and write notes about them. The notes are stored by global name. The note list is stored locally on your computer and will bring up the same notes for any character you play with. Only you will see the player notes that you write and ratings you give. Since these notes are stored locally on your computer, other players cannot see your notes and ratings. Conversely, you will not be able to see any player notes or ratings other players may have written about you. It can be invoked by, by typing slash player note space name or by clicking add note on the context menus. There was a little bit of speculation on our forums about whether there'd be a badge that if you get noted... <laughs> 
a whole oh bunch. That would be like a note badge. But the fact that it's client side only, it's not stored on the server, right. tells me there would not be a right. badge. Plus, it could conceivably cause bad behavior. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, the easiest way to get somebody to write a note about you is to be a clown shoe. And yes, clown shoe is code for something else that you can probably <laughs> figure out on your own. <laughs> There's a new option to display the rating you've given a player above their name. And additionally, you can enable private message logging to store private message logs on a per-global-name basis. Mm. I would imagine that would suck up over time, if you play as often as we tend to, mm. that that would suck up a lot of space on your hard drive, though. Yeah, text doesn't take up much space. No? Okay, cool. I guess I was thinking of the hero stats thing. Mm. where it stores information every time you right. play a character. Yeah, but the hero stats is, you know, there's a constant stream of messages coming in from the system that you never see. Okay. You oh, know, that's right. Basically, the contents of every tab in that's your chat, right. so the combat tab, Absolutely. You're constantly right. showing buffs and damage, and that's why those get so big, is because right. it pulls all those streams in. Yep, you're absolutely right. Should I say that again, Claire, so that you can clip that out and keep it forever? <laughs> You're absolutely right, Chooch. Oh, you are right. Thank you. Yeah, you might want to rip that off for yourself. Because <laughs> I don't think I say that very often. In-depth power information. Detailed power information is now available at the power selection, level up, respec, and enhancement placing screen, as well as a new tab in the info window. This information shows the basic data along with every effect the power has. There's a slider to see the effect of the power across all levels. There's a class selector to see how the power would perform for each class. There's a PvP toggle to see how powers will change in PvP. Powers that spawn pets will show all powers the pets use and their effects. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool, because I don't even think I know all the powers that some of my pets use, because I don't ever have <laughs> the time to sit and watch them because I'm always fighting. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Next, we have Improved Character Creator. Players may now select a costume set theme from the new Costume Sets drop-down menu in the character creation process and the Tailor for Heroes or Face Maker for Villains. The costume sets revolve around existing and new costume sets. Some costume sets are unlocked through gameplay achievements, veteran rewards, i.e. the boxer set, or by costume pack purchase, i.e. the good versus evil, justice, and sinister costumes, or the wedding pack. For local settings, most user options can now be saved to file and loaded from file. If a default setting file is saved, all newly created characters will use the default file to set initial options. The options window has buttons added to save and load default files. Non-default files can be saved and loaded via slash commands. And then it gives you a whole bunch of slash commands that I'm not going to read to you because <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> and we'll both lose our minds. I've already tested this, and it works awesomely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that you had a way that you were awesomely. Did you hear that lame word usage? Um, I know that you have something that you've been doing, but this is the first time that I've been able to just click, mm -hmm. and it's there. And it's made me very, very happy, I must very say, cool. with the new characters that I've made already. Set up and ready to go within seconds. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Window configuration. Window names are now all exposed. And you can see a list of valid names with the slash window underscore names command. And then it gives you some more commands 
One of them saves your current window configuration. Another one loads your window to the save file. There are chat tab configurations to save chat settings locally and another one to load chat settings on current character. And again, I'm going to tell you that we're going to have a link to this so that you'll be able to find these slash commands yourself because I just can't read them all. You're driving or you're at work or you're cooking dinner, so you can't take the time to write these down anyways. Mm. There's been a chat system revamp. Player names are now clickable in the chat window, which brings up a a menu you can use to chat, invite to a team, add friend, get global or local name, ignore, and ignore spammer. So here's another location where your global name is easily visible Mm -hmm. to other players. And for the chat thing, I think that what I discovered, at least the, the time I was testing it out, you know how when you're talking in private messages to people back and forth, and if you hit the backspace, it'll automatically plug in the last person that sent to you? Do you know what I'm talking right, about? Right. Well, so I was talking with several people at once, and so I thought, oh, I'll use this new thing. And so I hovered over their name, and I right-clicked, and it gave me several chat channel options, but not like tell or private mm. or whisper, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that really surprised me because that, to me, would probably be the single most useful one. Right, right. So I need to look at that and see if I just got that wrong. Well, heck, you guys will tell me if I got that wrong. Mm. But that was kind of like, that's what I would really have wanted that for. Yeah. So basically what this means, though, is as you look at the chat in your chat window, instead of it being like heel spammer, let's say heel spammer is the name of a character. Mm -hmm. Instead of it just being a flat text read, you can actually hover over it kind of like an Internet hyperlink and right click as you hover over that name. And it gives you the drop down that I just detailed. It's really great. It makes things a lot easier. It's very cool. Hmm. improvement. Moving on, you can also click the channel name of a global chat channel to give you these options. Send message, list members, set the message of the day, set the description, leave the channel, or set the color, which allows you to set your global channel display colors. Mm -hmm. Right-clicking a player's name in a global chat channel that you are a moderator of will give additional options, either to silence or unsilence, or to kick. Mm Mm-hmm. Powers, enhancements, recipes, inspirations, and salvage are now linkable in chat. You can drag drop those items onto the chat window to create a link. You can type the name, if you know it, of an item inside a pair of square brackets, for example, and then it shows square bracket, luck, close square bracket. Clicking the link will bring up the info window for that item. Many powers and items in the game have the same name, and in those cases, additional information is added to the link. Mm -hmm. Also, under the chat options section, there is new item, individual name colors, which will display each name in chat window in its own color. Pet combat messages are now sent to the pet owner. Added channels, pet damage inflicted, pet combat, pet damage received, pet healing received, pet healing delivered, and pet hit rolls. Newly created masterminds will have a pet combat tab added. Hmm. Global chat changes. Global names and local server names are now transparent. The invisible wall between global and local identities has been removed, so that if you know another player's local server name, you will be able to find out their global name by using the following commands. Slash get underscore local name, and then you give the global name, and then also in reverse. Slash hide and slash g hide will now bring up an option dialog where you can separately choose to hide 
from global chat channels, global friends, server friends, supergroup, and searches. In addition, there are commands to individually set each of these options, and then it lists all of the, mm-hmm. the slash commands for that. Change the slash ignore and slash g ignore, which is global ignore, functionality. Using either command will ignore that user on all global channels, as well as all local characters and any new characters they create, hmm. which is awesome. One thing I do want to say about the, the global hide and I think that it's actually a news item later on. But if you do, like we've done that before, where we go in to do, you know, base design, or we go in to do auction house, and we don't mm-hmm. really want to go back and forth through the windows to try and type or hold a conversation, or we just don't have time for some reason. Right. Now, when you enter slash G hide, it only works for that one character that you're on. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, going to the auction house with character A, you hit slash G hide because you want to just go and do auction stuff and roll through your characters quickly. You log off, you log back in, you're not global hidden anymore because you've switched characters. It goes mm-hmm. per character now. Okay. So that's something that, you know, you just want to be aware of, which makes it a little more difficult if you're managing that kind of business, trying to clean out the, the inventories of several characters. You are going to be visible for a second before you hit global hide, just mm-hmm. so you know. I hear that a lot of people use the global hide when they're doing those items or going to costume design or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that, you know, may be good to know. They've also increased the maximum friend size to 200. The ignore list size has been increased to 200. And players are now allowed to have 10 global channels. Oh, cool. And a better phrased way of the global hide feature is that it's stored on a per character basis now, and that's per POSIB. Mm-hmm. So the zone event system message channels. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> there are two separate zone event system channels the hero zone event message and the villain zone event message channels. Warnings will appear in the appropriate event channels for Clockwork Paladin, Giant Octopus, Ghost Ship, Croatoa Battle, Troll Rave, Hellion Fire, Miner's Strike, Arachnos Flyer, Caleb, and Death Surge zone events. That's pretty cool. That covers. Absolutely. That covers. Not only Paladin, which is the one that you hear most about people watching for, but mm-hmm. other ones that people are really always looking for also. Yeah. For inspiration improvements, you can now combine three inspirations of the same type and strength into different inspirations of the same strength. This is accessible via the context menu for qualified inspirations. They've also added slash commands to delete and combine inspirations. I forgot to try that out when I was on. It wasn't mm. one of the big must see things when i was right. able to log in it's really cool i mean when when you're <laughs> down on the ground yeah and you don't have a wakey but you got 12 blues yeah being able to click oh give me wakey yeah pop, pop back up it's very nice and i always found it ironic that i was on my healer or someone else that had a heal and I would always get greens. And so mm, I would hand right. those out. I was always like, take these, take these, you know, because mm-hmm. I want the shields. I want, you know, the endurance or something like that. Mm-hmm. So now if if it gets into a crunch, you can just quickly make those changes. Because frequently I try to pass a green and everybody's full. So right. you end up deleting them, which is just like, oh, it feels like a waste. And now it's not. You can mm-hmm. just combine them. The leveling up bonus. Leveling up will refill health and endurance. In addition to restoring the player to full health endurance, leveling up will now greatly inspire the player. That's the super uber-powered mm-hmm. inspirations that you get. 
And I don't see it listed here. Maybe it's listed later. But of course, if you are taken down, if you're defeated Mm -hmm. and your team continues to smack down the bad guys and you continue to earn XP and you level, then you will also get that res. Mm -hmm. So don't immediately go to the hospital or to the base when you get defeated. Check and see how close you are to leveling because, you know, if you're just like five XP away, sit and wait for it (laughs) because you're going to help your team a lot more that way. Combat window attribute improvements. Added commands to add or remove attributes from the attribute monitor. And it lists the slash commands. Per player request, added new fields to the combat window. Experience to next level. Current experience debt. Last hit chance from a click power. Endurance consumption, total from active toggle powers, influence, and healing bonus. Trial account limitations. Trial accounts now have the following restrictions. Characters on trial accounts may not hold more than 50,000 influence or infamy. May not join a supergroup. Use any chat other than slash local, slash team, or slash friend. Invite characters into a team. Although trial account characters can join a team. Hmm. Use in-game mail. Level up past 14 or enter any PvP zone. Wow. (laughs) Nerf. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I understand a lot of these. Some of these I don't get. I don't get the level up past 14. I guess that's just to kind of say, pay for an account. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the others seem to clearly be, all of it's to block farming. And, right, that's true. It definitely, you know, keeping them to fifty thousand influence limit mm-hmm. definitely is going to be dealing with a lot of those gold sellers, gold farmers. And keeping your level low means you don't have as many salvage slots and recipe slots. Oh, that's right. And... Yeah, let's do a promo, baby. My throat's sore. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Promo time. <laughs> BRB guys, bio break. (laughs) (laughs) What is Stranger Thing? Stranger Things is the world's first science fiction anthology series syndicated on the internet, shot and released in high definition for free. How is this possible? Welcome to the Cutting Edge, says Chris Miller, co-founder of PatioBooks.com. This is great online entertainment, says Michael R. Meningay, Farpoint Media. J.C. Hutchins, author of Seventh Son, says, Earl Newton and his crew are out of their minds. Stranger Things is a mini-masterpiece playing right there on your screen. There are stranger things in heaven and earth that are dreamt of in your philosophy. Go to StrangerThings.tv and find out just how strange... Hey everybody, we're back. Welcome back. And we're going to give Viv's third rest, and I'm going to read some of these now. Woo-hoo. So... 
Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, girls. It's your time. <laughs> Listen up, girls. <laughs> we have combined notes. Mm-hmm. First up is user interface. Fixed a bug that sometimes prevented selecting a shared mission. That never happened to me, but it sounds frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> And then fixed a rare bug where the camera would always switch to first-person mode when the player's character entered a zone. Mm. I could see where that would be quite frustrating as well. Mm. (laughs) Accolade-related. Accolades reduce the to-hit bonus provided by Gaius of the Kind Ones and Force of Nature accolades from plus 200 to plus 25. That's a big hit. (laughs) Accolades slash force of nature should now work when exemplared like other accolade powers. Mm. So they get a plus for that one. (laughs) (laughs) They take it and they give it. Right. Attack powers. Normalized attack times for point-blank AoE powers that share the twirl animation, such as fire sword, circle, whirling sword, whirling axe. Mm. Near-ground attacks like fossilize will no longer be foiled by continuous jumping. (laughs) and guys and gals chooch is selectively choosing some of these to read as we go forward Mm -hmm. because some of them are so they're power specific to specific archetypes right and so we're going to read the more general ones that apply to everyone just to save time because we do want to keep this under four hours (laughs) but again the linkage will be up there if you want to read more in-depth information Mm -hmm. normalized debt protection and all resin powers and power sets to 90 seconds Sets affected are Tinker and Scrapper Fire Aura, Willpower, Dark Armor and Regen, Controllers and Defender Buff Sets, Empathy, Radiation, Dark and Thermal. Mm. Powers that do not cause aggro will no longer suppress stealth. Powers that could only affect players on the ground will now affect all players above them as well as standing on them. This is to fix a PvP exploit, making ground-based powers ineffective. Powers fixed, tar patch, bonfire, ice patch, ice slick, quicksand, caltrops, and volcanic gases. Mm. That will make a lot of people happy and a lot of other people sad. <laughs> but it sounds fair. Right. Similarly, caging powers, quote-unquote, sonic cage, black hole, etc., now follow standard suppression rules in PvP. Mm. Knockback is now affected by suppression in PvP in the same way as hold, sleep, and disorient. This change has been applied to many powers that can cause knockback. Any player affected by a knockback will become immune to further knockback attempts for 10 seconds. The affected powers have been noted in the appropriate detailed archetype power section below, which will probably end up skipping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, travel powers, I will go ahead and read. There's not. There's only a couple. Leaping slash acrobatics reduce knockback protection of acrobatics from 100 points to 9 points. Yeah. Note that this means there are certain critters who will occasionally overcome the protection provided. Yeah. Also, Leaping Slash Acrobatics now accepts knockback enhancements. Mm. These will increase the protection of knockback attacks. However, only two-ninths of the protection is enhanceable. That's an odd (laughs) fraction. (laughs) Teleport Slash Teleport Self adjusted the target location code for Teleport Self to reduce the likelihood of getting a red failure reticle. Which is good, because that's one of the things that really puts people off using Teleport Self, is difficulty in targeting where to go. Yep. I'm still not going Teleport Self. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I appreciate the change, but I can't... No. Mm -mm. Fly. (laughs) Yeah. Talk to me when the the, uh, amount of 
Well, when the range in significantly increases yeah. or the cost of endurance decreases. Right. Change to a veteran reward power. Mm-hmm. The coveted prestige nemesis staff. Yes. Decrease knockback from nine to four. But... Much less knockback. But... All right. Yeah. <laughs> it still looks really cool. It is. <laughs> four is still good. <laughs> Values changes to hit was not actually being clamped to maximum class value and now is. There was a request in our forums to talk about the new changes to 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 hit, mm-hmm. and I haven't had time to really look at it yet. Yeah, to really analyze the changes, but um, we understand that there are some significant changes that can really change how people are going to build. We're just not ready to talk about it. Yes, yeah, so maybe next step. We're not there yet, guys. <laughs> We're still mourning. Status effect changes. Confused players will only be able to harm teammates. Hmm. Repel, resist, and break free and emerge inspirations is improved. Cool. Increase disorient magnitude on awaken and bounce back inspirations to five in order to prevent it from causing rest to fail in conjunction with villain epic archetype status protection. Mm. The AI pets should no longer become terrified and run in terror when their owner's oil slick power fades. Hmm. And the arena changed timing between scheduled arena match rounds from 10 seconds to 120 seconds, where it was supposed to be. Alrighty. <laughs> and base's robo-surgery will now attach to base reclamator. Mm. Uh, let's see. In the emotes, they added the slash emote read book and fixed the boombox emote animation for beat so that it loops properly. Very crucial when yes. fighting big mobs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. General game fixed a crash where pressing the left-right keyboard arrows or numeric keypad 4 and 6 while viewing the auction window would cause the client to crash. Ouch. <laughs> I can't say I've ever done that, but interesting. Very interesting. I cannot imagine what, you know, what was lurking in the code to make to trigger that. <laughs> <laughs> a gremlin obviously under graphical effects and animation fix the rooting problem where certain buff toggles were activated before they were ready knockback animation should now play correctly on non-flying targets that use the male female or huge models knockback slash knock up animations will no longer play faster or slower based on the scale of the character mm, that's fair Knockback slash knock up animations for flight mode have been flagged similarly to non flying versions. Knock up animation lol. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have even gone there if you hadn't. (laughs) You put my head in the gutter. Corrected error for all powers using the ground summon animation. The duration of the portion of the animation flagged as can't move was significantly longer than the reported activation time. One specific to Hamadon raids, Mm -hmm. modified mitochondria visibility slash target ability. Mitochondria should now be visible from a greater distance away during Hamadon raids. Yes, Mm. I actually did just read on the forums that someone had done a raid after I-12 launched, and they were asking what other changes had been made to Hamadon because Mm -hmm. they were significantly hindered on what they were able to do based on previous raids. Mm -hmm. And they stated again this, this statement that they put in here, this patch note, that the only thing they did was change that range. But mm-hmm. 
there are people that don't quite <clears throat> see that as the only change that was made. So huh. it'll be interesting to see how things were affected. Right. Under rewards, characters will no longer stop earning influence when playing in supergroup mode after level 34. Woohoo! Players level 29 and up will now earn 50% of the influence they would have received when in supergroup mode. Definite improvement. Yeah. I would love there to be a little slider in the options. But this is So good. you can choose the percentage of one or the other. But right. D- and but most, this mo- is a great. They probably took that into account, but 50% mm-hmm. is just either easier because then it's a clear half and half. People mm-hmm. don't have to sit and get their calculators out to figure out if it's working accurately. Right. It's just half. Right. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to help SGs a whole, whole lot. Fixed a long-standing bug with experience point and influence distribution in teams with a large range of levels. Uh-oh. Long-standing bug, but does not mention at all what that bug was. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I wonder if that's... Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. People may, may not be looking for those certain levels <laughs> with such passion in Peregrine Island anymore. Right. High-level family and entities have had their reward scale lowered to be commensurate with the risk involved in the encounter. Wait, are we talking family? Is that what you said? Uh-huh. I think that whatever they lowered, they should give back because they are one of the more irritating mobs to take on, in my opinion, because of that stupid machine gun <laughs> that just keeps going off after you've defeated them. Five right. minutes later, that stupid gun is still going off in your ear, and it's like, dude, shut up. But lower to be commensurate with the risk involved, not the annoyance involved. <laughs> Look, that's risky when you annoy me, okay? <laughs> you know this. <laughs> Salvage drops change to more closely match the villain groups. Cool. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Under sound, fiery aura, fire shield, and plasma shield looping sounds will now fade out after a short period of time. Mm-hmm. There are nice. some problems there, yeah. Nothing that I experienced, but that I read. Under the title of Store, adjusted the price on res inspirations to equal three regular inspirations. Well, because hmm. they used to be 250 for a wakey. Mm-hmm. And everything else was 50 So, wasn't it 50 Wasn't it five I, times the price? It's one of those things. Kind of like buying gas. I don't really pay attention. <laughs> I know I need it. I just buy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. In the tailor... Unlockable weapons for some weapon-based power sets have been added to the game. Users can now choose to pay with influence or free costume token at the tailor. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. It was so annoying when you wanted to make a really quick color change or something that's really cheap and you had to burn a free token. Yeah. I walked around in bad colors many times because I wasn't willing to burn that token. (laughs) (laughs) There are more costume improvements that I'm not going to read um, and here's a partial read. Many new chest details have been introduced. I'm not going to read them all because there's a whole bunch. <laughs> things like question mark and star, a whole bunch of different stars and a bullseye and some things. Just basically, when next time you go to work on a costume, take a good look at all your options available because there may be some new ones there. Mm-hmm. Just like there are new body pattern sets. Mm-hmm. There's only four of those. Arctic, Perplex, mm-hmm. Thorn, and Vandal. Mm-hmm. The Arctic one's cool. I am going to be that ice ice blaster that has the Arctic design because it's cute. It's cute. 
Under Tasks, flashback missions that do not allow players to leave immediately on completion will no longer fade to sepia upon completion. Hmm. All right. Now, so those that was the combined notes that covered both City of Heroes and City of Villains. Okay. These are City of Heroes specific. Okay. And from the look on Chooch's face, he will be continuing to select. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop and went, er? Yeah. Because there's a lot of archetype-specific things that are very, very minor changes. Do you mind if I ask the listeners something? Not at all. Okay, guys. It is a lot, and, and we are trying to te- keep the time low. If you want to hear across kind of like we do with the accolade spotlights and and the um the faction spotlights if you mm-hmm. want us to every once in a while just grab an archetype and read this stuff send us an email give us a voicemail give us a comment and tell us otherwise we're just going to assume that you're okay with reading this stuff on your own mm-hmm. if you want us to then tell us and tell us the ones that you're interested in because those are the ones that we'll do first if we get any feedback that people are inter- interested in this then we'll read it but we'll just sprinkle it around for the next several weeks, rather than, you know, extending this. So, our, oh, Chooch's eyes just bugged. I see something he wants to read. Go, Chooch's. <laughs> uh, first one was accolades. Decreased gaze of the kind ones and force of nature defense debuff from 20% to 10%. Mm. So, Gius really got nerfed. It was really powerful. I know, I liked it. I know, it was one of the first ones I'd fire <laughs> off against today, Navy, let me tell you. So, under the archetype-specific... Is the the first one up is blasters, and zipping through real quick, there is one that's pretty significant for device blasters, the auto turret. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which Read I it, like baby. my auto turret. Yes, it's a little frustrating because you plant it and it shoots, and if the group goes down pretty quick, it's stuck there, and you can't teleport it on your own, even if you have a call friend. It is. Yeah. It was. There we go. <laughs> the auto turret for blasters is now called a gun drone. Mm-hmm. It will fly, follow you around, and fight at your side, much like Voltaic Sentinel. Yeah. Note that enemies who use auto turrets have upgraded as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's good news and bad news, though, because I can mm-hmm. tell you with Voltaic Sentinel, mm-hmm. it follows you and it aggros. So you right, can't right. just kind of hang in the corner mm-hmm. and pull because... It's very likely your gun drone's already firing off. So you mm-hmm. have to do, you have to play that dynamic differently. But that is a huge change. Yeah. Because, I can has pet. Right. Because for a <laughs> while, for a while with your device blaster, I was able to, with my healer, I was able to target it mm-hmm. and teleport it to our next group. Right. And then that wasn't allowed anymore. That was nerfed. Yeah. And it was just wherever you planted it, that's where it stayed. And the mechanics of the game... It was a pet for me. Right. And you cannot recall friend on your pets. Right. But it was also flagged as a team member. Right. So you can recall friend on a teammate. So Viv could teleport it for me. But that was pretty much a pain in the butt. Baby, can you move it over there? You know, and then telling it where I want it. So we didn't do it very often. It was fun for kicks every now and then. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was mostly to show off to a team. Look what we found out. (laughs) Look at what we can do. (laughs) But, yeah. Showing off. So that's pretty significant. <laughs> that was cool. It wasn't just a show. Sharing. We were sharing knowledge, baby, <laughs> like we're doing now. Are we showing off now? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. One big item for controllers. Controllers have always had a 20% chance for a critical hold. Mm-hmm. Now critical holds will d- 
display a pop-up combat message of overpower yes. to let you know that they happened. Yep. Very nice. And it is. And it freaked me out the first time because it was like, oh, no, I overpowered. What did I? Oh, wait, that's a good thing. <laughs> it's kind of like if your car overheats, it was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool to see. We get that little <laughs> flash now, too. Like, you know, we're super powered. Mm-hmm. There was also for controllers, there was some knockback suppression added for players when uh, Force Field Force Bubble and Sonic Debuff Sonic Repulsion, Mm. which is nice. Yeah. A significant item for Defenders. Yes. Defenders level 2 to 49, (laughs) which is an interesting range. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry, you level 1s and 50s out there. (laughs) Sucks to be you. So defenders level 2 to 49 were using an incorrect multiplier for damage and defense debuff powers. The base value for these effects should now be 25% greater than previously experienced. Sweet. Very sweet. Hello, my red, red defender. I've missed you. (laughs) (laughs) And there is a whole bunch for defenders as well of added knockback suppression. It's like Blazing Arrow, Explosive Arrow, Dark Blast uh, Torrent, Energy Blasts Nova, Force Fields, Force Bolt, Force force Bubble, Radiation uh, Electron Haze, Sonic Shockwave, Sonic uh, Repulsion, and Gale Understorm Summoning. So, a whole lot of knockback suppression. Similar, the Peacebringers got a bunch of knockback suppression, too, under Bright Nova Blast bright nova detonation as did the war shade with its quasar Mm. well those are specifically pvp knockback suppression not gotcha not general knockback suppression okay scrappers only had one change listed scrapper slash broadsword attack times for the broadsword power set have been normalized to eliminate pauses between attacks Mm. which is huge i have have one broadsword scrapper that I stalled out in his mid-twenties, I think. Yeah. And it was really frustrating. The the delay, the animation time delays in Broadsword made it very frustrating. We'll have to check that out again. Mm-hmm. Along with the other 20 characters, that, right. 20 other builds that we want to check out. <laughs> Similar for the tankers, the uh, battle axe has been normalized mm. to eliminate pauses between attacks. Cool. So that's about it for the archetypes. Um, I wanted to highlight at least one significant change to each of them there was a whole bunch of more changes but like i said they're all very minor power text changes note all heroes powers text underwent scrutiny and many changed to correct typos and to reflect consistency and accuracy the power effects duration and recharge have not changed only the description and combat log messaging has been updated all secondary knockback stun or other status effects will now be noted in combat logs when the effect occurs for all players. Mm. Under NPCs, it fixed an issue which could cause Blue Wisps and Croatoa to run out of endurance. Poor little guys. (laughs) Shimmera, or some people say Chimera, from the Praetorian villain group should no longer auto-hit players with his bow. That's nice. (laughs) Reduced duration and strength of Captain Mako's elude power. Under tasks, cutscenes have been added to the Frostfire and Dr. Vazilok story arcs. We may or may not have said before, but Frostfire is probably still my all-time favorite mission. Right. It's a lower level, and 
it was such a treat to go through mm-hmm. and at the appropriate levels to it, mm-hmm. you can ding two, three times yeah. going through it. Something about the layout, something about, I don't know. It's almost like an AV mission. It's just mm-hmm. so powerfully rich with XP and also fun because you get to those parts where you can slip and slide. Yeah, maybe that's it, that it's one of the first custom maps yeah. that you get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having cutscenes to it's just, you know, and adds I, to the experience. I know. And I think I've even said it before that I love running those ice maps mm-hmm. with my martial arts scrapper because... When you do some of those kicks, Mm -hmm. it looks like you're ice skating. It's so (laughs) cool. Also under task, Dr. Vazilok must now be defeated to complete the Vazilok Plague story arc. Good. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was nice to have that option Mm -hmm. if you were in a hurry, but come on. Under trials, the sewer trial Descent to the Hydra Mm -hmm. now functions like a task force where all high-level party members 41 plus will exemplar down to the level 40 trial cap. Marin McGregor is the new sewer trial contact and is located in Atlas Park next to the sewers. The rickety kill task for Marion McGregor has been lowered. The old trial contract, Marin McGregor and Founders Falls, will complete any old sewer trial missions, but will not give out any new ones. Mm-hmm. I was so excited because after... The launch, and I was, you know, looking around for sewer teams to heal. I saw this chick just standing next to the sewer entrance, and I was like, oh, what's this? Who are you? (laughs) And I was like, oh, cool. We don't have to go to a different zone. We can just come here, start, Mm -hmm. and go, Mm -hmm. which we still need to do. We have some, that's one of the ones that we have trouble getting enough people to do with us, you know, so we're going to have to Yeah, for some reason. We never get that one done or Eden trial. Because you have to be a specific level to start it, and it's always one of those things, okay, well, as soon as we get somebody in our group that gets to that level, and then they get to that level, and then it's a double XP weekend or something, and they level past it. Right. We've done that twice now. Yeah. (laughs) With our own characters. This is true. Yeah. Uh, Zone events. Trolls and Skyway will now disappear after their party is over. No more milling about supas. And waypoints will appear on the zone maps for the Troll Rave and Hellion Fire events. Cool. For those that don't use video maps. Not that we do. (laughs) Not that we authorize or approve any such usage. (laughs) Well, it was never too hard to follow the line of them. They were... eh. Yeah, that's true. Still nice. Yeah. Now on to City of Villains. Giant monsters. Only one death surge will appear at a time. Hmm. Which I believe somebody had said they had seen up to like six. Holy cow. Three is a common number for giant monsters hero side, but I swear somebody said they've seen as many as six death surges up. Well, just by name alone, I would assume anything more than one death surge <laughs> would probably be overkill. Yeah. <laughs> Zones. Grandville. Arachnos workers who fall off the web will not be stunned into not moving. Is it kind of like flipping a turtle over on its back in its shell? It just can't do it. <laughs> can't get back over. Door. And power, similar to the hero powers. Only I'm at a disadvantage not knowing what would be important. very significant. Yeah. But <laughs> for what seems really important to me. So this is a nerfed news reading for the villains. Right. So general for all brutes, bonus... Fury generation for brutes when fighting in PvP or against arch villain or giant monster class critters now works properly. 
Cool. Very nice boost. The Corruptor got lots of PvP knockback suppression. Okay. Similar to the controllers and the Peace Bringers. So PvP knockback suppression added to Dark Torrent, Energy Nova, the Assault Rifles M30 Grenade, Sonic Shockwave, Sonic Repulsion, Storm Summoning Gale. And another interesting bit is the Storm Summoning Hurricane Power's Repel effect is no longer irresistible. <laughs> huh. For Dominators, mm-hmm. they have increased the target cap for AoE control powers from 10 to 16 to be comparable to controllers. Cool. Sounds totally fair. Yeah. That must have been frustrating. And another item on Domination PvP targets will now build Domination at the appropriate rate. Previously, powers in this set wouldn't generate additional Domination when fighting PvP targets. Oh. That's another nice boost. Sounds like they're really making some good, like, leveling out changes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds anyways like it's making it more balanced. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice for Masterminds. Mastermind pets are now made pushable. Masterminds will no longer be blocked by their pets. <laughs> Players on the same side as the Mastermind will be able to move pets out of the way significantly faster. Enemy's ability to push pets has remained unchanged. Oh, good. <laughs> for Stalkers, there's been some changes to Placate. All versions of this power should no longer suppress Hide. And Placate and weapon-based sets will now play the correct animations, which include drawing the weapon, if not already in hand. Mmm, cool. Patron powers for all villains. Patron power pools added PvP suppression for all powers that inflicted a status effect. Several powers previously didn't have these attributes. Mace Mastery, Arachnobot, Blasters, Energy Blast was previously dealing smashing damage and will now correctly deal energy damage. For villain accolades, the Force of Nature accolades now work when malefactored, like other accolade powers. And under general graphics, Brute Invulnerability Invincibility now uses the correct graphical effects. And customized Arachnos Assault Rifles should no longer load the default texture, then change to the color tintable version every time they're drawn. Also note that the 1 and 2 have been swapped. Mm. Powers text changes. Note, all villain powers text underwent scrutiny. Oh, same as the hero side. Okay. I don't know why that wasn't just under combined notes, but... Hmm. Thus endeth the patch notes. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we crossed the first finish line, guys. <laughs> okay, we're switching back. My voice is rested now, so... Another news item. This one is actually from May 12th, which obviously has already happened, but it's just more an explanation than anything else. Mm. Lighthouse announced that we've been having people ask, so we thought we'd let you all know when I-12 launches or shortly thereafter, we will be giving out a free respec. Given that you can only have one free respec on a character at a time, if you already have a free respec saved up from a previous grant, you might want to make plans to use it knowing that another free one is coming. As for the actual timing of their free respec grant, I don't have a public date for that yet. Once we do, we'll let you all know. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem that occurred was that 
there was no notice given. Mm -hmm. And so on May 20th, when they did the I-12 launch, it was given out and nobody had prior notice. There was a bit of a hubbub on the forums. So there's, you know, several threads, or not several threads, but several posts. And so Lighthouse replies on May 20th at 3, A free respec was given out on Tuesday, May 20th, with the downtime associated with bringing Issue 12 live. I know that contradicts what we posted earlier about giving prior warning. My apologies for that. I'm discussing the issue with our production staff, and we'll report here what we find out about the respec grants for Issue 12. So... It mm. was unintentional, but we may have lost the opportunity for some, you know, free respects. But that's kind of like complaining about free ice cream. Right. <laughs> you know, I want more. So yeah, I don't know if they're going to do anything to compensate for that since it was a gift in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then on May 19th, we have the developer diary with Ken Morse stretching the genre. In this in-depth look at the creation of the new zone, Simarora. Ken Morse takes us behind the scenes and through the seven steps that brought Simarora from concept to virtual reality. It not only features interesting insights from Ken, but also includes a new set of beautiful concept art and environment screenshots. Join Cody on the 10-ton hammer forms to answer the question, should a Greek and Roman-inspired culture be included in a superhero game? Where can or should the COH team go from here? And then there's a link to where you can give your opinion on the official forms. Again, as always, we'll have this posted in the show notes. So now we go to Stretching the Genre, Creating Simarora in City of Heroes by Ken Morris, the senior art lead for City of Heroes and Villains. As the senior art lead, it's my job to figure out how to turn Positron and the rest of the team's ideas into visual realities. Coming from both a film and environment art background, I'm always excited when the opportunity to create new settings for the game presents itself. A task force inspired by ancient Greece and Rome, however, was genre-stretching territory we'd never ventured into before and presented some serious challenges. Hmm. Could heroes and villains of every imaginal variety fit into an ancient, fantastic setting? Would Simarora feel as connected to the hero and villain experience as Atlas Park or Mercy Island? Would it be exciting to see super-powered battles between leather and bronze-clad warriors in sandals versus heroes and villains in tights? I'd like to give you a glimpse into the process that took Simarora from concept to completion. The genesis of the idea was something that they had wanted to do in issue 11, Stitch in Time. It was always a goal of ours for that reissue to really make you feel like a time traveler by going back to ancient times and interacting with locals there. Unfortunately, when all the art tasks for issue 11 were estimated, it became apparent that we would not be able to complete it for that issue. We did, however, start work on several assets that we knew we would need once we got content on our way, which I think makes sense, in my opinion, because if you look at Ouroboros, it makes it an easier leap to the Roman and Greek time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the visuals there, to me, kind of lead you towards that path. Right. So I think it, I think it may have actually been a good thing that they weren't able to work this into I-11, because it gave us time to get used to the visuals in Ouroboros, which, again, like I said, took us easier down that path. Right. The second step in the process was the mission zone concept. For issue 12, Positron and Hero 1 had a time-traveling task force in mind with several fairly epic missions. It quickly became clear that in order to truly support the task force content, Simarora would need to become a place of its own. Mm-hmm. 
taking heroes and villains to ancient times was a huge challenge conceptually and visually, and we felt that providing a persistent area for players to explore, team up in, and even resurrect if needed would help make the experience feel more natural. Another key conceptual goal for Samarora was to make it feel like a real place, rather than just a play space. To make this a reality, we decided that all Mission and Zone content should be interconnected, forming a more continuous geographical area for players to explore. And throughout this, there are screenshots of the different aspects that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. The third step in this process was asset concept and creation. While Hero 1 retreated to his cave to design the mission and story content of the zone, I drew up a rough map of the spaces we'd need, and the environment artists began gathering reference and prototyping assets for the zone. For signature architecture and locations, we turned to our fantastic concept artist, Carolina Tella Alvarado, who illustrated all of the key architecture and iconography for Castellum Quarter and the Oracle's Island. These illustrations, along with the advanced work we did during Issue 11, helped the environment team work quickly and effectively to create and refine literally thousands of new visual assets, encompassing everything from cliffs and terrain to buildings and fortresses. Next, we come to environment layout and prototyping. Once the library of Cimarron assets had begun to take shape, Don Pham and Ryan Roth of our environment team worked closely with Hero 1 and War Witch, Melissa Bianco, to create the map layouts you'll find in Cimarora. Reveals and vistas were carefully planned and, quote, white-boxed in order to ensure that the story was revealed visually as intended. White-boxing is the process of using an easily changeable temporary layout to make sure gameplay, pathing, and overall flow is working properly. Next was revision. White-boxed zones often change daily based on playtesting, story modifications, or simply because some ideas sounded great on paper, but don't work so well in-game. This was the case with the Castellum Quarter mission map for the Time Zero Task Force. The original design of the Castellum Quarter called for a high-class temple district with beautiful gardens. But when the environments were created in the editor, it became apparent that the mood just wasn't sinister and epic enough to sell the story content. The white box level was torn down, and a new Castellum Quarter was born as a huge fortress atop craggy cliffs connected by soaring bridges. Mm -hmm. yeah, we need to go there, baby. I want to go. <laughs> Can we talk to the travel agent, please? <laughs> mm, get right on that. Okay, baby. And then we have population, revision, and more revision. <laughs> as the art and design teams reached consensus on the layouts for Cimarora and its associated missions, Warwitch began drawing on the fantastic Greek and Roman-inspired characters and costumes Jay Doherty created, as well as the spectacular new animations and effects that Back Alley Brawler, Chris Bruce, and the animation team supplied to each map with dynamic spawns and NPCs. That was a long sentence. <laughs> Shortly after the maps were populated and missions were hooked up, it was time for playtesting, and inevitably... More revisions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next, we have polish and release. During the final days before release, feedback from internal play tests as well as from closed and open beta testing is examined. Gameplay is tweaked, geometry holes are plugged, and textures, scene settings, music, and audio are all finalized for release. By the time you set foot in some Aurora, 
its final content will have been contributed to by almost every member of the art and design teams. In final words, Cimarora is one of my favorite places in the COH-COV universe and is truly unique zone that has allowed us to push the game's visuals and level design in new, more focused, and immersive directions. I hope heroes and villains alike find their travels in Cimarora to be as exciting and memorable as it has been for the team to create this new zone. And the art that they put in this article is just beautiful. Want to play. (laughs) And then we get to something, another news item that I mentioned briefly earlier from Lighthouse on May 20th, issues affecting billing processing. Our support teams are currently tracking issues with our billing processing subsystems that are adversely affecting the following services. Character slot purchases, character rename transactions, and character transfers. These issues may also result in characters that are in purchased character slots not being available for play. Our apologies for any inconvenience caused by these issues. We'll post here when we have updates on the issue. And then there's a link for discussion in the forum. And also, if you require assistance with a billing transaction, there is a link to the support department for you to contact. And next, on May 22nd, we have Issue 12 Comic Book Now Available. Mm. NCSoft is proud to present Guide to Issue 12 The Midnight Hour, a comic book created by two of the game community's own, Chase Arcanum and Cinderflame. Explore the highlights and features of Issue 12 in this humorous look at the latest free expansion. And there's linkage. You can either go to the City of Heroes comic book webpage or click directly on the comic to download it in PDF format. Also, for those interested in a French or German version of the I-12 comic, our EU team will have translations available in the near future. Nice. All right, kittens, that's it for the news. Thank you very much. That's going to wrap up the show. The show, yeah. (laughs) If you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call at 206 203 one six six one. Can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail dot com, or leave a comment at cohpodcast dot com. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next time. Good hunting, heroes. Winky. <laughs> This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. Vico Viv for president.